Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 7th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. We're uh we're we're technically together right now, but we uh, We're not. We we're pre-recording this early. We're traveling this week trying to get a We're actually working ahead in your interview. Not far ahead, like a day or two ahead, but we're trying to work ahead and bank this one because we're traveling and we want to keep putting these out for you guys. Um yeah, so your interview part 3 you know the deal. I take an event. Andy takes an event. We're going cold. We're not trying to, you know, do the blow by blow of every round. And it's just what what did we forget? What are the amusing inanities or kind of wild stories or or even like the great things that happen that you know aren't on the headline pages? So I forgot how much happened in Honda Week. Usual sleepy week was really? not so sleepy this oh, year. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I usually that's like a that's like a two minute drill when we get to Honda. It's like <laughs> that's what I thought it was going to be, and I spent more time on it than like any other week so far. All right, I can't wait. All right, I remember Shane Lowry's duck hook in the rain. He did <laughs> yeah, two twenty to rough or whatever he did. All right. <laughs> Let's start with Riviera. Obviously, hey, this is brought ahead. to you by uh, Club TFE. Club TFE, we are. Yes, the new-ish membership program for uh, that we're putting together. It's it's this is exciting. We've been talking about this for I don't know years. You have been pondering it and you know bouncing around your head, but we've kind of really f- sharpened it and honed it here in the last month or two. Um, yeah, we we wanted to introduce a membership program we're not take didn't want to take away anything we currently do for free we're not putting up a big blue paywall like they put behind the dinosaur uh, there's no wall for anything going up it's just additional stuff that focuses us on stuff we want to do and stuff we know that you hopefully enjoy so yeah we're going to sign up it's available now club tfe membership you get a weekly course review people seem interested in that they would like your thoughts on different courses, where to play, what's good about a certain course, what might stink about a certain course. Garrett will contribute to those. There'll be audio discussions about courses. There's photography. That will come. So you get 52 of those for 120 bucks is your year membership. You get 52 of those. You get a club TFE blog, which will be rolling throughout the week. Lots of posts there from everybody. Garrett, myself, Andy, Cameron, who's out shooting, getting some of the best photography. So that we'll have that blog. Um, those will will Don't will about will and Meg. Well, will Meg. <laughs> I just I didn't want to start like going on and on. You're right. I should have even I should have cut it. That you know myself. But yeah, the club TFE blog. You get ten percent off in the pro shop throughout the year. You get a free annual gift. You get a monthly video only for members. Subs- membership to club TFE. Um, what else to, am I we're missing? Trying to put a lot of stuff. Early in. event access. Obviously, our events go to a lot of different areas, regionally diverse, mix of public, mix of private, uh, mix of costs. Some are like, you know, sell out 
in seconds. If you are a member, you will get early event access, Club TFE. Uh, what else am I leaving out? Is that it? I mean, this blog That's is going to be substantial. You're going to get 52 course reviews. Um, and this is a start of helping us kind of, uh, it's just a start of this program. Like we're going to continue the ad. Oh, we have monthly Q and a hangout. You can come. We're going to do some these like video hangouts like we did for the masters a few years ago. Um, and you can yell at us nicely, or you can ask us questions. We can interact. You can meet other members and, uh, we'll do that every month. Yeah. Uh, virtual hangout with some in-person stuff likely to come. So I don't know. Uh, we appreciate your guys support. We feel like this is a way to do more focuses, focus us on what we want to do. Um, and kind of like help us do a little bit more, you know, we're not going to, you know, you sign up, you know, the membership money is not going to a new, you know, bicycle for my kid or the boat <laughs> for you on set. Like it's just all going into helping us try to make this continually better. Yeah. So that, that's the big thing. We, we want to invest in, in our, uh, our company, invest in, in our people, invest in more doing more. So it's uh com slash membership if you want to learn more about it or sign up. 120 bucks a year. Uh comes out to ten bucks a month. We That's and we right. hope Good our math. big goal is that you feel like it's really great money spent. And and we tried to frame it with what we are offering now. Our goals long term are to do much more than what we're offering now. Um, but you'll be part of building this thing from day one. So thank you. And obviously all the support over the years, uh, you know, th thank you so much. And that's that not everybody. going away. If you want to support us without joining this, that's fine too. So just, just know the personalities involved here, Garrett, you, myself, Cameron, Will, Meg, I'll list everybody are quite, um, we, we will be quite serious about making sure you feel like you're getting your money's worth and we will feel that pressure and, um, kind of desire to deliver upon that so i i think it's a good really good opportunity and good offering all right get back to the year review brought to you by club tfe riviera genesis invitational not the honda classic an incredibly substantial event right from the start you had 10 of the top 10 everybody's there top 11 in the world but it blows up this week because of the phil quotes I just like, I don't want to get into like the quote roulette. We know some of the quotes that happened. I'll go through them. But again, this became a week where what was happening on the course just became so secondary at such a base, the best PGA tour event of the year, right? It's the best one on paper on in so many ways. And it got really overshadowed by everything. So we'll start with some ancillary stuff. The week begins with cannon fodder Charlie walking back his comments. We hit that at the end of last episode, but yes, Kaufman's still walking back with just full of uh, cannonball wounds, just, and, and, you know, tourniquets, <laughs> you know, Phil sent him out there in the middle of the field and he's still in LA trying to, or, or, I don't even know if he's in LA. He might've been doing it on social media, walking it back. Kramer Hickok also goes on the Stripes show po podcast. <laughs> I forgot this was it. his most like signature moment of the year. Hickok. And this is like when everything's like on a, just, trigger wire right any comment about live from anyone including kramer hickok is like big news we are just trying to figure out what's happening hickok says 17 players have signed with the sgl at that point it was not even live as sgl he stated that one of the issues players have with the pga tour is that major championships don't have big enough purses which got kind of was it 
moderate cannon fodder moment, right? You know, the people reacted like, oh, well, now does the Masters need to go to a $50 million purse? Does the US Open is like playing for that? Those, which, by the way, those purses have obviously rapidly accelerated in the last decade. But that was Kramer Hickok's moment. Um, Ali Shipnuck reports that Liv, quote unquote, <coughs> just got the 20 guys. They've been waiting for to get the 20, and they just got the 20. And the plan is to announce when they got 20, and they're going to do it at the players, formal kickoff at the players, PGA Tours flagship event. Of course, that 20 would change as the week progressed. And, you know, the scary MF first. Rumor quote. was rumor mill central. <coughs> yeah. I mean, like everybody. From what I heard, everybody's talking about it like openly on the putting green. I had heard Paul Casey was openly recruiting players on the putting green, like standing on there trying to talking to why they should come play the SGL. Yep. A non SGL thing that happened, which amused me, was Larry the Cable Guy made the bottom scroll of Golf Channel. They do a golf birthdays, today's golf birthdays, and Larry the Cable Guy made the cut as a quote-unquote golf birthday. I was very worked up about that. Like, golf channel's got to have better standards, higher standards for what constitutes a golf birthday. Um, so people start asking about the live money. Rory had this you know, famous quote, I still use the same three or four rooms in my house between the money I made and the money I made 10 years ago, and I'm exponentially richer, but I still use the same three or four, ro- uh, three or four rooms in my house. It's not going to change my life dramatically. Um, what else? Oh, Patrick Reed's had probably the worst shirt. I mean, I know that that the crowded field with Patrick Reed. I think this is his worst ever. It's like chunky stripes. There's two white stripes. There's a random green sleeve. There's some pink stripes. It was just he was still I had the PXG hat at this point. Uh, but yes, maybe his worst shirt ever when he was still on tour. Tiger claims his speed is still all there, which is just a quote. I feel like we hear. I, I don't know. At some point, you know, I, yeah, the speed is there, but can you walk four rounds and can you keep doing it? Uh, so yeah, he's he's like you saw the father son. The speed's all there. We had, we weren't expecting him to play, obviously, for a while still. Um, <clears throat> he does go on the record. Tiger says he wants a spinnier ball. He said it would be advantageous for golf. I don't know if he's calling for an out and out rollback. He's obviously hinted at this or outright talked about it many times. He wants a spinnier ball. Um, Bryson, uh, and DJ felt like they were having, uh, felt like they were alone out there. They, like, they, they were like, they were being asked, like, did you have a deal? They were like, no, like we're rebuking it, you know, cause, uh, you know, the Saudis will be pissed, you know, if they, but they allegedly were right. You know, if they're rebuking and we're like wondering, like, are the Saudis mad because DJ and Bryson aren't right out and out claiming that we're going to live or I'm a Saudi guy. Bryson pops back at the false rumors. You mentioned this last po- podcast or last part two. There are many false reports going around that are completely inaccurate. Any news regarding my health will come directly from me and my team. Um, what else happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, Charlie Hoffman. God, Charlie. Was seen warming up, playing. He so he was there. He was in this like back brace thing, and we like immediately like full on like 
I don't know if it was like a tummy massager, warmer heating pad thing. I don't know, but a full on back brace just wrapped around him and obviously made some cannon fodder jokes around that. Um, Phil's comments come out. I don't think I need to read them, right? They're scary MFers. Uh, they execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape, reshape how the PGA Tour operates. I think we do need to remember that transition of talking about killing people, horrible human rights on record on human rights. Knowing all this, why would I consider it? Because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, obviously, also mentioned three yet-to-be-named players um, helping draw up plans for the rival tour. So. He's helping build it. Like this was a big line in the sand where he wasn't contemplated, dabbling with it, talking to them. He was trying to help build it and, and, you know, creating these legal documents. Um, You know, replying to this, Rom pledged his fealty. Remember that? I pledged my fealty to the PGA Tour. I don't do this for money. Rory. This is when when everybody pledged their fealty. Basically, yeah. DJ and Bryson pledged their fealty. Yeah. So then everybody said it was over. The Tiger quotes come out. DJ's statement is released via PGA Tour comms, right? Do you remember this? Yes. I mean, uh-huh. it's like it didn't come via his own team or social. It comes with PGA Tour comms. Over the past several months, there's been a great deal of speculation about an alternative t- tour, but it includes me. Now it is time to put such speculation to rest. I'm fully committed to the PGA Tour. <coughs> While there will always be areas where a tour can improve, I'm thankful for our leadership and the many sponsors who make the PGA Tour Golf's premier, the premier tour. So putting the speculation to rest with that one. Bryson's statement was a little more mealy mouth. We were giving him a lot of shit. Um, he said as long as the best players, and he released it. He did not release it via PGA Tour comps. He released it with the via his you know silhouette of his own with his dopey hat. Yeah, it's his <laughs> logo with his Hogan cap. There's been a lot of speculation surrounding my support for another tour. I want to make it very clear that as long as the best players in the world are playing the PGA Tour, so will I. That was kind of a mealy so mouth. That sounds out. like that was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> as of now, I'm focused on getting myself healthy and competing again soon. I appreciate all the support. So he wasn't even in the field. Um, <clears throat> what else happened? Oh, Dylan Dylan DeShare had a funny one. This was still, you know, in the glow of Harry Higgs taking his shirt off with Jolie D. Hideki. Um, went up to him. Uh, Higgs confi- confided, you know, it's bad when Hideki comes up to you on the range and lifts his shirt. So Hideki jokes with them. A little personality from Hideki. And Max Homa said, nudity is a universal language, tells him. Um, what else happened? So just the quotes, the fealty. Rory said, I don't want to kick someone while he's down. But, you know, his comments to Shipnuck were naive, selfish, egotistical, ignorant. It was surprising, disappointing, sad. I'm sure he's sitting at home rethinking his position where he goes from here. He also said the dead in the water line that got used against him. Um, <clears throat> Morikawa, Dylan, Mor- or, I'm sorry, Dylan had a quote from Colin Morikawa about, you know, like, what is it? There's nothing. We've all heard the rumors of this date, this date, this date. What are they even waiting for? There's no names. We come back to evidence, concrete evidence of what's going on. It's an unknown. It's not enough. Uh, so, you know, not now announcement of the concept but just at that point the sort of obscure nature of it but yeah he's maintained it uh jt seems like uh this was on phil it's an egotistical statement he's done a lot of great things for the tour it's a big reason why it is where it is but him and others that are very adamant about that if they're passionate go ahead i don't think anybody's stopping him 
Max Homa talked about, you know, how he won more money than he ever had at Riviera, but like driving up there, seeing his name, seeing getting a trophy from Tiger at a place where he always went, like money can't buy that. That's like the biggest moment of his career, <clears throat> which was a quote, you know, used throughout the year. Uh, Adam Scott mentioned like he kind of talked about the appeal of it, right? The flexibility of his mm-hmm. schedule. This was like, I mean, this was a big deal then. Like, obviously, we've had a ton of guys come on the record about all manner of things related to live. But at the time, this was the first week where we're like really going to talk about this thing out in the open. He said he's sworn to secrecy. Remember that? So Scott sounds like he joined the NDA boys from Saudi International. Said he's, quote, sworn to secrecy. But he had a lot of, uh, you know, said the scheduled part was hugely appealing from a lifestyle perspective. Because he lives in Switzerland, too. Right. He bounces around. Yeah. Daniel Rappaport had that. Um, what else happened related to this? Um, I mean, the, the Pat Perez. It was a crazy week. Just like an insane week. Jason Kokrex came out and just said, I want to retire when I'm 44. So he like acknowledged it. Like every, Yes. The people are just coming out. He's got golf Saudi in his bag. Said he wants to make a bunch of money and retire at 44. The best, though, was like how Kokrak then was like a late joiner, you know? Right. What and, happened there? Do we know and what then like there? Saudi was off his, his stuff for a little while. Like what? Was it too why obvious? Was he like part of like day one? Like, that's what I want to know. Was he did he say all this stuff? And then was he did he like chicken out day one? Right. You know, right. Who, I don't know what. What happened? He was out in the open. This was when everyone was Same running with, away. Same like, with Bryson, right? These guys, like, the guys that were clearly gone, <laughs> that didn't, like, the one thing I will say about DJ, and he might have gotten paid more money, but I respect that, like, he, everybody said he was gone, and he went right away, and he just lived, like, he just went, you know? And there wasn't any of this him and hawing yeah. back and forth. Like, right. he went. He was going, he was he was done, he was going. Like the guys like Kokrak, who were clearly gone, and then like did this chicken shit, like hop back and forth. And this reminds me of it because it was like, yeah, that guy Paul Casey's same boat, you know? Yep. Like yep. what were they waiting for? Right. Um I don't know if I wanna re- like the full Pat Perez monologue is like really incredible i don't know if i want to read the whole thing i think i should quite honestly because of the go for it <coughs> your podcast you can this is unbelievable in hindsight we know you know he's popping phil but here we go phil's never missed phoenix and riviera i'm surprised he didn't play i don't know i don't know what phil's doing I, phil's got a lot of stress in his life right now i don't know what he's doing i think the way tiger's approaching it is phenomenal i think he understands where he made all his money i think these young kids i think that's great that they're backing Tiger. Tiger's our guy. Tiger and I are three months apart. I idolized him my whole life, even though we're the same age. What he says is pretty much gold. You know, I would follow his lead more than anything. If he doesn't want to do it, Rory doesn't want to do it. And if you don't have the top kids doing it, I just don't know how much water it's going to hold anyway. I don't know how long it's going to take. They're not going to follow Phil. They're not going to follow DeChambeau. They're, you need the young crew right now to do this thing. I don't know exactly what Phil, why he's got so much hate towards the tour. You know, the PGA tour has been great. Could they probably, you know, throw some more our way? Yeah, but not maybe, but the top players, if I was a top player, want a little more. The TV contract's massive. I've said it forever. Why are we out of money every week? If I'm one of the 125, I guess FedEx, you know, 125 card carriers, 
<clears throat> which I have been for 20 years, why am I standing out with some, why am I not starting out with some money? So I guess that's the new stipend that they're talking about. 500K. Why do we not get 250 grand out of the gates? I'm all for charity. I do a lot for charity. I help people all the time, but you know, like last week in Phoenix, I mean, how's that purse not 40 million? You tell me they didn't make enough money. I've got to go through all that for two days and leave with nothing. That's kind of unfair, really. You know, when the guys in baseball or basketball, these guys get worn out, they're making 300 grand that night. I mean, that's nice. <clears throat> I don't know if the Pat Perez's of NBA and baseball are making 300 grand a night, but uh, I see where Phil is. I see where the other guys are, but I really think you're going to need some of the younger guys to do it. The fact that Tiger's against it and Robin Morkow and Cantley. And I mean, Rory is a big thing. Rory's our chairman of the tour. Think about how, like, some of this snide shit he said. He said some nasty shit about Rory, which, I, you know, it's a battle. I'm not, like, the guys are critiquing each other, and Pat Perez is I mean, brusque, this, the, but the He knew what needed to happen from the tour side. I mean, yeah. like, if you think about it, like, what he's saying needed to happen from the tour side kind of has happened, except he just was gone. Yeah. Uh, Rory's our guy. Rory's a big thing. Rory's our chairman. I think it's phenomenal. We haven't had a top player be the chairman of the pack forever. Tiger, Phil, they were on top. They never did it. I'm glad that Rory's that way. I'm really glad that Tiger says what he says and his legacies with the tour. I firmly believe he believes that. And they could pay him whatever, $500 million to be a part of that tour. But I really believe he doesn't want to be associated with that group. That's kind of how I see it. If Phil's really trying to help us out, leverage and get more money for us, that would be awesome because Phil has the name to be able to do it. He really does. Jay Monahan's done a phenomenal job getting our purses to go up. We've got $12 million events, yeah, $20 million events, and they're only going to keep climbing. I heard in five years the FedEx Cup is going to winner could get $52 billion. That's pretty awesome, as he should. Jay and the tour, from what I understand, they're doing a phenomenal job. Um, they talk about growing the game. I don't see how that group over there is growing the game. The tour has done phenomenal things. <laughs> Phil's made a fortune. I don't know how much more fortune he needs. But if he's really trying to help our tour, I'd be behind him for that. I just don't know about it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I haven't been approached. You know, I have no idea what the Saudi group is trying to do. They're going to, you know, where they're going to do. Do they even have spots? I've got no reason to bitch about anything. I'm kind of one of the lucky guys, and I see it uh, the right way. So that was Pat Perez. A lot of quotes. Rory, Jay Monahan, Tiger, anti-Phil. Um, Amazing quotes. Yeah, the whole thing is like really in hindsight. Uh, I don't know. Rosetta Stone for how this year evolved, right? And how people were flipped and how things changed quickly. Um, okay, back to uh, Riviera. Find my place here. Um, there was a <laughs> there was a fake Patrick Reed chaining scandal. What? I don't know what? if you remember this. Like he was putting his hand in his pocket, and people thought he was like wiping like yes, i don't know if they were, thought he was putting vaseline on the club face or what or what he was getting some substance because he, he was just his, wiping his hand, his hand was in his pocket yes and then he was wiping the club of the, the face of the club yes and it was not a real thing but like you know tron and others were we got him mixed it up and yes but uh it was just that's where we are with patrick reed <laughs> um Joaquin Neiman won, by the way. He also sort of denounced Liv. He said, I don't want to say anything. Everyone is here to compete against the best players. I'm here to do the same. I want to compete with the best players. I want to be number one in the world. There's nothing better than what I'm feeling right now, winning a PGA Tour event, getting a trophy, having Tiger, all the history behind it. There's nothing that can compete with this. What was it? What was his comment after Liv uh, Boston? Was it? Oh, 
this is the best feeling I've ever had in golf or yeah. something like that. And Maybe yeah. that's just his stock go-to answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. Um, all right. What else happened? I think it was kind of a snoozer of a weekend for Riviera terms. Like Cam Yad, this was a big breakout weekend for him. But like Neiman really kept people at arm's length. I think he went, I have it in here. I think he went 66, 66, maybe. Um, yeah, 63. He went 63, 63. He was up, he picked up seven shots on approaches. Um, you know, he, he beat Camion and Morikawa by two. So he went 63, 63, and just kind of kept it going. Um, what else happened? Uh, I have something for a, a Costas tweet, but I guess I, oh, it was deleted. He's deleting tweets. I couldn't find it. Um, Adam Scott went like, did the Tanimal thing. This was the start of yes. that. And he did it five days in a row. So he did it all four days at Riviera. Then he had like a next, junior clinic week. on Monday yeah. in the LA area. And yeah, the Adam Scott Junior Championship. He quote, I don't know what all the fuss is about. I might wear it every day. Or may rotate the cream, the bone, the white, the off-white, the ivory, and the beige. I didn't know he had addressed it, talked about it. Um <laughs> The tugboat is created this week. Ryan Palmer, based on a oh, driving yeah. range rumor that you got, but I couldn't find the actual rumor. What did we say? Who did he approach? Was it Scheffler? Scheffler. Right okay. after it was, he was first on the range, right after the waste management went. He approached Scheffler. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, it was like Monday, Monday at Genesis. He walked right up to him and said, Hey, who's your partner? If I remember correctly. Who's your partner for? And he got him. He yeah. bagged his guy. Is he, did they play together? Yeah, I think oh, so. I forgot about that. The tugboat gets Spieth. He had Rom. Unbelievable. Ryan Palmer strike. Uh, Ches Reevy was T ninety six. Who do you think Ryan Palmer's partner is going to be next year? That's a good question. That's that should be a part that. of our season preview. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll figure that. Out. Reavy, if we remember. Ch- Ches Reevy went from T97 to T6 at 11 under. We were very worked up about this. He all of a sudden had a top 10. He was like, you know, five shots on the wrong side of the cut. And we're like, Ches fever. Um, Victor was playing alternate lines. Remember, I think it was 15 yeah, T up 15. 17. Yeah. He played up 17 down 15 uh, from the 15 T. And there was a lot of, I think he ended up playing the one over for the week. So people, you know, made judgments just based on that uh the score um <clears throat> what else oh the oakland hills clubhouse fire happened yeah. this week uh not a great memory uh we learned that the trees were being removed at augusta national started seeing some images and announcements of that they released their media guide saying length added to 11 and 15 which mattered come april 20 yards to 15 um, now we got 13 and then yeah yeah, that's right. And there's this Champions Tour. Uh, I don't know. Scandal might be too strong a word, but we've discovered this while we were recording at the end of this episode. Uh, I think it's the head or a pro at Close of Pines was playing this Champions Tour event. Like, I think it was in Boca or something. It was the largest, we believe, the largest spread we've ever seen. Um, <laughs> So he shot 90, 95, 96, um, and he was 65 over par. Lonner won it at 23 under, Bernard Lonner. So we had 65 over to 23 under was a spread, 
And the next worst after 65 over, I think, was 22 over. So, yeah, Mike Ballier or whatever he was. That was a, the Champions Tour scandal. We got worked up about the spread. Oh, by the way, spread in a three-hole, uh, three-round event, 54-hole event, too. Uh, all right, that does it for Riviera. Just a lot of, I mean, this was, quote, roulette. That was the entire week. You don't have PGA Tour pros talk like that a lot. And that's kind of what we got from the week, whether it was Homa, Marikawa, Rom, Scott. That was the whole thing. That's, uh, you know, it was a big, big week. And I think the Honda week was a big week because it was the carryover from, uh, you know, it's like the fallout. The Phil nuclear bomb went off and and here's us picking up the pieces at, at Honda. So, I remember uh, I was down there for that, and it was yes, just crazy. Yes, that's in my notes. You were experiencing yeah. Jupiter. A yeah, man, first... you're starting to understand what, what appealed to everybody about Jupe life. That's right. I was like, ah, I mean, it was whatever, February or early March. And yes, I was coming from a chilly D.C. I, I did not hate my time in the swamp. Went to the woods. It was a great Maybe week. we'll go down to the swamp this year. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we'll get down there. But the I'd, I'd like to get down there. The uh, Swan Song for the Onda. Are they even on the billboard? Are they the sponsor this year? Or are they out? Is it going to be? A, a They're night? on the sponsor, I believe. Okay. Could just be the Swamp Classic or something. But Okay. One reason why they might be out as a sponsor is the field was an utter disaster. It was just slightly better than AT&T. So we already talked about AT&T. You had no top 10 players in the world when they, they're in <laughs> Like where half the top 10 lives. They had five of the right. top 25. <laughs> so it was a complete disaster for the Honda. Like the one of the, I think it was the weakest field they've had. In, in the, and it was like, there's all these charts that showed like the demise of the Honda year over year strength of field. Um, <laughs> on Wednesday, Rex Hoggard reported that Tiger won the PIP program, not phil okay so that that was obviously a report <laughs> the tweet this came was... later around the players or something like that i think but yes okay i have uh, to say this was a tough <laughs> week for phil <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> do, do you, i think that's probably where we'll, we'll start here phil releases his apology letter which oh, you yeah. know you may or may not know if it wasn't actually an apology letter. Apologizing to the Saudis, really. First calling them scary MFers. So it's a six-paragraph statement on branded letterhead. Uh, Mickelson insisted that the interview he gave to Shipnuck was off the record and that Shipnuck shared it out of context. Quote, those are off the record and out of context. Yeah, he started playing that. He also took the opportunity to criticize the state of the professional golf he thanked his sponsors, and he praised the Saudi-backed Lyft golf investments. He concluded by saying that he had, quote, failed himself and others, and that he will be taking some time away to prioritize the ones I love the most and work on the man I want to be. <laughs> so Shipnuck immediately denied the accusation of it being off the record. Right. Um, of it not being off the record. Yeah. KPMG drops Phil. This started the whole run on dropping Phil. Callaway paused their relationship, which you took. Is it still paused? Is I, it I wonder. What's going on there? It's just permanently paused. 
not permanently. Like, can, what's can he sign with another equipment company? Is that when it, they? What did I get decide? mad about that for? It's just that it's like a chicken shit yeah. middle way. Like, do it or don't. Yeah. Okay. Amstel Light drop Phil. Workday drop Phil. And Amex decided not to feature him as a, as a host of the event. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. NLU No Leg Up had a good tweet. He said, "Man, this apology is unreal." Bullet one blames the journalist. Bullet two <coughs> apologizes to the visionary Saudis. Bullet three claims best interest of golf. <laughs> Bullet four quote, "I knew I'd get blamed for this." Oh, Bullet five claims to be letting sponsors off the hook. Bullet six claims it's about supporting the players. Bullet seven takes credits for credit for changes already made. That's a good summation by Sally. That's really good. God. <laughs> All right. Um, early in the week, the PGA Tour had a meeting, uh, has a meeting with Monahan where he makes it clear if you want to play with this, as it was known then, the SGL, leave now. And he hinted at a lifetime ban for playing. And this is Honda, though. Like, there's yes. no, like, how many eligible, pl- like, how many, you know. Well, I think some people room? probably moseyed over from their homes. Yeah, that could be. That's true. You know, That's it's a true. good place to get a lot of people. Now, Phil's letter, Phil released his apology two minutes after this meeting started. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Forgot about that. It's coming so fast and furious. God. This was like. This is a big never, letter week. This I will is, never forget being in Jupiter. Like, what of all places to be when this stuff's going? It was Jupiter. I just you sidle up to people like pros and people in the industry, and everybody's got a tip or crazy Phil story. It was like a wild time, a great time to be there. But go ahead. All right, good bit, week for letters. Um, the uh, so anyways, this huge. This is maybe the high water mark for letter writing. In the, in the two thousands, <laughs> Norman says sends Surely. not one but two letters. He sends oh, one to players oh. and agents, pointing out the le- the shaky legal ground the tour has to ban players. Well, turns out that that legal ground appears to be not that shaky. <laughs> so this is when he's saying that they have no right to ban yep. players and right. And uh, as as we've learned with the injunction and all that, that they might have had the right. Um, yeah. Whether or not banning players was a smart move is still TBD, right? Yeah. Um, I think then, they would still claim they didn't ban. They didn't. So they permanently suspended. You know, whatever. Indefinitely suspended, right? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see, but effectively banned. Go ahead. All right, so the letter, the other one goes directly to Jay Monahan, and this is, of course, the <laughs> one of the great openings of any letter ever. Dear Commissioner Monahan, surely you jest, and surely your lawyers at the PGA Tour must be holding their breath. Later in the letter, the tour is the players' tour. <laughs> Not your administration's tour. Oh, I forgot about the uh, yeah. Why do I you call the crown jewel and all tournaments outside the majors the players' championship and not the administration's? The administration championship. championship. Oh, I forgot about this. You know, 
the surely you jest part has really sort of overshadowed some of the other things that should be perpetuated into history about this. All right. Here's some more. Here's another selected snippet. Simply put, you can't ban, ban players from playing golf. Players have the right and the freedom to play where we like. I, no one's banning them from playing golf. Ban players from playing golf. No one's doing that. Ah, oh, the king of open letters here. Letters that were unrequited, right? You know, Tiger. <laughs> Unanswered letters. All right, later. Competition in all aspects of life, sport, and business is healthy, and the players deserve to be well compensated, which is why so many players have expressed an interest in playing in their new league. It, he's acting like they're they these guys were like at the <laughs> local soup kitchen picking up meals players right. deserve to be well compensated what are you fighting on like factory workers on the picket line yeah <laughs> i just like what was the vetting who like how many iterations of the, how many people looked at this and then who's like could anybody stop him from sending this out into the world so, all right so that that's norman's letter um xander releases his uh his hostage oh. letter that was an odd that nobody asked for. Nobody yeah. was nobody was wondering why Xander hadn't been committed to the PGA tour. And I think like later on, I think it when the lawsuit came out, like to me, this is like the smoking gun that Xander might have signed. Been one of those twenty yeah. guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, it I came out in the lawsuit. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. This was this was just so weird. Right. But like, you know, the, the in the lawsuit, it talked about how they forced players to commit, you know, pledge their allegiance to the tour that is signed. Um, right. So Xander's uh, statement, at no point have I taken any action or made statements to suggest that I would entertain the SGL as an alternative to the PGA Tour. Thus, it seemed unnecessary to make a statement until now, the week of the Honda. My team had been instructed to do... <laughs> the week of the Honda. Yeah. My team had been instructed to do due diligence on this matter. Thus, we have met and discussed with representatives of the SGL slash live only to come to the conclusion that the SGL isn't close to a finished product or business model. Recent articles containing speculative statements as to where my loyalties fall now indeed require a response. My allegiance to the PGA Tour, my belief in positive changes at the verge of being implemented at the PGA Tour. In particular, when it comes to the shared intellectual property rights, size of purses, and overall tr uh, and overall transparency never wavered. Just an odd. I mean, great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Sander. <laughs> it's it, was that released via his? Was that released via the tour or is him? Own? Okay, all right. And then I, you know, never mind. Sounds like he's still staying with them, though. He's quite committed, it seems. So at know. this point, here's who's committed to the tour. It's Rom, Morikawa, Cantley, Hovland, Rory, JT, Xander, DJ, DJ, yeah. Bryson, Spieth, Kepka, Zalatoris, and Homa. Kokrak, no. <laughs> I want to retire when I'm 44. <laughs> Pat Perez, committed. Neven, committed. All right, yeah. a few other things. JT announces that he's partnering up <laughs> 
with uh, Jack N- Nicholas on a new Florida oh, course in God, Jupiter. I forgot about this. They Panther, Nath- Panther National, I think it is. He posted a video about this. JT no, Jack tweeted. did. Well, JT <laughs> shared it, which is why it came on my radar in the last week. <laughs> I hadn't heard a thing about Panther National since we had fun with it this week. God. We had a lot of fun with the concepts of Panther National. But, yeah. That's an intense video. Jack just zipping around the the, the site. In the cart. Yeah. Driving, driving. He's yeah. doing the driving. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing seeing one way as he <laughs> as he has his whole design career. Locked in on, on one right on keeping it right down the middle of the fairway. Um oh, God. Zach Johnson gets announced as the next Ryder Cup captain. Okay. And he's immediately asked about Phil. He said, my allegiance uh, sticks with the PGA Tour. Phil is a friend of mine on and off the course. Not sure if he's a friend still. Yeah. I will leave it at that. Um, there was some crazy hype, some like absurd hype video for that. that I couldn't find, but it's out there, I'm sure. Announcing ZJ. Just incongruous with ZJ. But go ahead. Lebetard, uh Guess DMCA'd by the PGA Tour. <laughs> I think it was just like a casual video. I can't remember exactly what it was. He was at the Honda taking was, videos yeah. or something, or meet, interviewing. I don't know. Go ahead. And basically, his, every golf writer was like, welcome to, welcome to our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It was not Lebitar, but guys who work for the, or people who work for the show. Um, Patrick Cantlay had like a really interesting rant on the golf ball. When he was oh. uh, on Goldman, he was doing like a thing with Goldman and Sachs and like yeah. yielded maybe the most one of the more interesting professional golfer uh, thoughts on the golf ball. The hardest par- part of it, the knee jerk reaction is don't do anything. They may mess up the implementation, so it won't be worth it. Theoretically, the golf ball needs to go shorter. Every course I go to has different tee boxes farther back than even four or five years ago when I visited the course. It's getting to the point where the tee boxes are RA to the perimeter of the property, so much so that Augusta National, Augusta National has been buying up the adjacent pieces of property so they can put more tee boxes and change the holes. That's not sustainable. Not only if pace of play is one of your biggest concerns, how many golf courses uh, do I go to on tour where tees are 100 yards back? They can't keep going in this direction. The technology isn't only better, but young guys are trying to hit it farther and farther because the stats say farther I hit it, the better I'll play. Something has to give. I think the biggest shame is that I can't go to Cypress Point and play the course the way the designer designed the, the golf course to be played. The biggest problem for me is when we lose the architectural integrity of the golf course, we're to the point where that's where we are. Something has to give. Titleist Ambassador, Patrick Cantlay. Interesting. Some thoughts. He's not giving a he's not giving a solution, but he is, you know, highlighting a problem for sure. I forgot I'm, to mention last in the week in the LA week was when he had his famous like pip quote. He was really pissed. It's like I think I'm old school in the fact that I think money should be doled out according to play. And I don't like that departure. Said that at Riv, which is a admirable, uh, you know, in, in the you know, merit has merit related to the pip, but uh does it would make kind of a jump to live, you know, contradict that. Right? You know, uh, I, uh, I'm not saying he is, but should he, would he, when I read, when I found this quote, I started to think maybe I've been giving Patrick Cantley too hard of a time. 
There you go. I like that. <laughs> he gives good quotes. He's thoughtful. Um, on to the tournament. As you alluded to, this was a uh, rain delay central and or not rain, just a downpour, epic downpour at the worst, most inopportune time for a tournament. Straka, Sep Straka, and birdies squares. eighteen to take yeah in squares Scares. to take a one shot lead over Shane Lowry. Straka's in the second to last group. He has a three hundred and thirty four yard drive off the tee, <laughs> and hits six irons. From 192 into the 18, the par 5 18. Par 5, yep. Playing one group behind him. When the rain Shane Lowry. picks up, right? Just quickly. Not just rain. I mean, this thing was like a... a, a downpour. South Florida downpour, <laughs> which if you've ever been a part of, it's just it's like you have to stop driving type downpour. Okay. So... Who's with Berger? Was he playing with Berger? Do you know how maybe? far Lowry's tee shot went? Yeah, Berger played a bit terrible. <laughs> um, I mean, I joked 220 at the start. I think that's what I'm going to say. 225, 235, something like that. 241. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a driver. I mean, it's Dri- par five. Driver. He's in the driver. Yeah. So, so Straka hit it over this bunk. The bunker's up the left side of the yeah. 18th. Just yeah. hit it right over him. Lowry didn't even get close to him. <laughs> I mean, the thing just dove bomb hard left. All right. Here's Lowry after the round. So he makes par. He is to like 47 feet on his third shot. Makes par. Lowry says, it's hard to take, to be honest. Feel like I've got the tournament stolen from me today. Stolen. That wasn't what it was. <laughs> tournament was stolen from me. Okay. I played golf perfectly to win the the tournament, and that's this game sometimes. And that's this level. That was as bad of a break as I've ever got, especially when you're standing on the tee and you see him over that left bunker, which I would have been able to do if there was no rain. (laughs) Probably. But he's standing on the tee. He sees where Strack goes. 335 out there, hitting the six iron. (laughs) That starts raining. Straka hits it, hit it a hundred yards further than him. (laughs) Stolen from me. It was a bad break for sure. Uh, I don't know. Still got a swing. And that's it. That's your uh, that's your Honda Classic. Good Honda. A lot of stuff happened. I forgot about that. The letters and the J meeting. Good stuff. All right, we're moving on. Players. No Bay Hill. Moving up. Swaining up from. South oh, Florida sure. to Orlando. Forgot AP- about the Bay Hill. API, Bay Hill. A Seminole Pro member, obviously, on Monday. I think uh, Jessica Corder won it. Who cares, you know, obviously about results. But, um, you know, this was a weird thing, right? A lot of these guys are playing together at the Seminole Pro member. A lot of these important people in the game or, you know, heavy hitters, right? The Jimmy Dunn type, people like a that. Lot better, a lot uh, better field than, than the Honda. Uh, that's right. Right. So everyone was wondering, like, what's the what's kind of the backroom chatter as like the future of this game. Um, <clears throat> Bryson WDs from Bay Hill. He's defending uh, the way he WDs. So this has been going on, right? He's did, just kind of trying to deny reports left and right. Says it's, it's a table tennis injury. It's wrist. It's not a wrist, not from speed training, but it is from speed training. 
He WDs from Bay Hill with this video full of insane jump cuts. I don't know if you remember this. He posted it to social media and because he just can't, he's like, doesn't trust himself to talk like for two minutes or he could have just <laughs> tweeted because say I'm WD, I'm not ready. But it's this video with all these jump cuts and it's like in the middle of a sentence and it's very obvious. And this is an audio medium and I'm not going to be able to do it justice. So go on Twitter, search his account and an update on API and watch the thing. It's even more absurd and bizarre to watch. Like just tweet, I'm WD. And he talks about, you know, the Palmer family, and, you know, he's just, but it's like, I, I'm like 90%, 90, and like, like it's chops. Like he must've wandered off script. It, it's just the jump cuts were incredible, but that was his WD from Bay Hill. Um, and so we get in this big sort of, <clears throat> I don't know, philosophical chat about uh, larger chat about Bryson. Like, was the bulk worth it? Like, is his career kind of unraveling? Can he keep doing this? Like he won a wing foot. He won a US open. The bulk was worth it. And of course now he's, giving quotes about how unhealthy all that was. Um, by the end of the week, he's also WDs from the players the Monday after. Um, so it's just like nobody knows what's happening. Like, is it his hip? Was it from falling on the table tennis court? <laughs> it's um, table tennis. Grimacing at farmers. But yeah, there he is. And, I wonder and, you if, know, he'd tell, if he'd tell us if it was a table tennis injury now. Right, right. And we're like, he's not going to be there ready for the Masters. Like, it's just kind of a lot of... Uh, and, and it provided, obviously, some cover on the, the SGL front, right? He could just say, I'm hurt, and that's why I'm not playing the PGA Tour. And he didn't, you know, he could... He just didn't have to be out there a lot answering questions. Um, <clears throat> Tiger, this is when Tiger tweets about winning the PIP. So we had the Rex Hager report, but Tiger then tweets about it. And I don't know if he had somebody help him with this because he buried Phil. He did the whoops with the uh, emojis. And subtly, he took he took a screenshot of the tweet, of Phil's tweet claiming he won it. And Didn't whatever, end of December. So he gets no social juice from Tiger. Um, and also, it's preserved forever should Phil delete that tweet, right? That, that was erroneous about winning the pip. He screenshots and says, whoops, guess not. Kevin Na is like kind of mad about Tiger winning the pip because he didn't play a shot all year. It's Kevin not just, you know, full of kind of misdirected indignation. Um, we get like actual results, cross tabs. The Bubba snuck in the top 10, which had a lot of people sort of incredulous, but I guess like he has a big TikTok following, we were learned. Like he snuck in the top 10 via TikTok, Bubba. Uh, Hideki omission is obviously one that jumped out. Like people are like, well, how is Hideki not on this list, and obviously they've changed it since then. Uh, this week, Kevin Van Valkenburg joined us for the Flashback Friday on Phil trying to pitch for the Toledo <laughs> Mud Hens, and I won't go into that about how he topped out at sixty-eight, or it's like pretty weak, doughy <laughs> maybe, sort maybe of action. Maybe one of the best. Maybe the you got to listen to it. Friday of yeah. all time. So, like, this was not a good run for Phil. I guess we piled on a little bit with the, but it was an appropriate Flashback Friday about him actually trying to pitch for the Toledo Mud Hens with some. Amazing quotes from the coaches and <coughs> pitch. It was AJ Hinch, I think. Um, Jason Day WDs from Bay Hill, which was like, everybody's like, is he going to Disney World? The tradition, unlike any other. Um, we're laughing about the par threes being all the same length again. Rory's giving quotes about that. Um, John Robb missed a putt from 10 inches. I don't know if you remember this. He like just oh, yeah. tapped it and Sergio was there watching him. And yeah. Um, 
Nikolai Holgard was overplaying, gave the loudest four call you'll ever hear. And we were like applauding him for his, you know, efforts to like, it's screaming, like ear splitting scream of four, Nikolai Holgard. Ian Poulter wore the Ukrainian flag colors, but like they didn't, the announcer screwed up on it and couldn't pick. It's like, oh, there's the colorful outfit of. So this was when the Russia sort of invasion of Ukraine was just starting. And the announcers couldn't pick up that. on why he was in blue and yellow. Um, <laughs> uh, following a strong opening round at Bay Hill, Graham McDowell, local, said, quote, he isn't quite ready to captain the European Ryder Cup team. <laughs> and we'd soon learn why. Uh, he's like, you know, I'm just not quite ready to captain. You're not because he thought he could still make it, but he didn't say why. They um, they made a better pick <laughs> instead. Yeah, you're right. I get to that video in a little bit. Rory, you know, after crushing Phil at Riv, he says, you know, we can welcome back. We could welcome Phil back, and we'll forgive him if need be. Everybody makes mistakes. You can have second, like. And he kind of went back on that. He's like, I was too nice, probably at Bay Hill, too, saying he'd welcome him back, you know, forgive him. Um, this is also a tradition like any other with Rory. He had to wait for a fire truck going between the hedges at uh, 15. Feels like there's always some sort of EMS or first responder vehicle interrupting play there. Um, <clears throat> what else? Oh, my favorite moment. One of the great sort of, you know, how there's, Things that should be memorialized forever. You know, when there's like a guy comes up lame in the Olympics and he's carried across the finish line by teammates. This is one of the all-time sportsmanship moments that should be memorialized forever. The boy from Bratislava with WDs in the middle of a round injured, but stays out there and is ranking, raking the I bunker <laughs> for players playing partners. He's not even playing. <laughs> he's just out there. He's WD. He got hurt. He's like hobbling. The guy can barely move. <laughs> he's raking bunkers. He's out there as, I don't know, companionship. He just hasn't doesn't ask for a cart to go in, but he's helping with course maintenance. Just one of the all-time sportsmanship moments from the BFB, but still, nobody seemed to understand why. Um <laughs> That's that's a good slogan for the BFB. Yeah, still nobody, nobody under, seemed to understand why. Um, this was a big like setup week. We'll get to it in a minute. Um, <clears throat> Gary Woodland had a Scheffler won this, of course. He this was like coming off his first one in Phoenix. This he's just rolling, uh, just making an elevated event, just making cash. Um, Woodland though took. He remember he went eagle at sixteen and then just. Threw one right into the water at 17. Eagle double to kind of give it back to, to Shuffle. Forgot about that. It was insanely hard. Insanely hard. Scoring average is like 75 on Sunday. People are pissed off about uh, how hard it was. Big, was, big did debate. Did Rory say something yes, about I like, got his players full, not showing up? Yes. Um, but it started when we're talking about setup. It started earlier in the week with one of the favorite kind of chance discoveries. And uh, of the year that the PGA Tours agronomist was an individual named Bland Cooper. <laughs> you remember this setup guy? So yeah. they had done away with all the runoffs around the greens at Bay Hill and made it like thick, rough. And there was a lot of like, Rory's like, I don't know why they did that. And, and Bland Cooper, um, you wrote an article about this. Like you're just yes. not making everybody go to all their bag. Like how many shots do you have in your bag and putting rough around the green, of course, you know, uh, design, you know, 
limits that you know it's, it's kind of reduces creativity and and, um, and bland cooper you know he said you know we did this analysis and we wanted to you know come back and, and get rid of all these runoffs um and said you know the intent was not to have those runoffs but he also had this quote we felt like it's a hard golf course and it's supposed to be hard so that's two hards for the price of one which we got on a little bit we felt like it's a hard golf course and it's supposed to be hard. So, and Rory was like, I don't, I'm not sure why they did that. Like why we didn't need to do that. Um, you know, Hovland was sort of, I don't know why they did that. Uh, so that was the start of the week set up. Then there's this larger discussion about it. it's so hard. It's boring, right? It was crazy firm. And like these balls are just rocketing off the fairway into thick rough. They're rocketing off the green into thick rough. Just very, very hard. It got windy at certain points. Um, it was hard. According to Bland Cooper, it hit the hard factor. Um, Scheffler, who won, hit five fairways in nine greens and shot 72 on Sunday, which was like a great round. Um, so he won by one. Hit five fairways. Uh, Troy Merritt shot 87. Billy Ho, who I think was like a top five, he got an interesting drop from a sprinkler head on, uh, I think it was Saturday. Like, I think Bones walked up. He's like, this is the worst lab I've ever seen. The Bones, of all people, this is the worst lab I've ever seen. He got a drop off a sprinkler head, and, like made a birdie or something, got in the, or not a par, up and down par, like got into one of the final groups. Billy Ho says it's on the edge. Um, oh, this was a funny Billy Ho moment. I think he was playing. Um, who was he playing with? Somebody was playing. I think it was Bo Hostler. Yes, Bo Hostler. Hit it in the water on six, and a player, an unnamed player, we never found out from the group in front of him, that par three on seven, mm-hmm. some hundred yards away, insisted that it didn't cross where it crossed, and came moseying down to six. Well, you've just moseyed down to a group with Billy Boy in it, and he's not going to let somebody come in without getting his two cents in. So he sticks up for Bo Hostler, um, and Bones is like, it was a pretty tense. Um, Billy was absolutely adamant that it crossed where Bo had said it was crossed, uh, you know, give Bro the appropriate relief. Um, Azinger is like, that's a tough situation. You got some guy making a call from the other hole, telling him where it crossed. <laughs> and of course, Billy, Bo- Billy Boy is like, just not going to take that. Yeah. Sticks, takes up arms for Hassler. <laughs> just an amusing moment while we're out talking about Billy Ho. <coughs> um, and back to setup. So Billy said it was on the edge. Rory comes out. He opens like game busters and, you know, and, and just sort of like barely holds on. He goes, I feel punch drunk to be honest it's crazy golf you don't get rewarded for good shots i'm venting here and i'm frustrated um the frustration is a carbon copy of what's happened last three years i start with 65 or 66 friday it gets a little harder then over the weekend it's been the same stuff it's you start off you do well and it just gets really hard um it's it's hard to keep your patience someone says like you know and you got the players coming up he goes exactly the way the conditions are, it makes you feel as if you're not playing as good as you are. I'm playing good. I'm hitting good shots. I'm swinging well, you know, but it can knock your confidence whenever conditions are like this. I'm playing better than shooting eight over over the weekend. It's um, So they ask him, like, you know, what do you do with these tee shots when it's rough left, border right, and the fairway's burnt out? 
And he says, it's it's not really that hard to get it close from the fairway anyway, so you may as well have a rip at it. Or Sorry, it's really hard to get it close from the fairway anyway, so you may as well just bomb your driver. Like, why are you even trying to hit the fairway? Because yeah. you can't land it on the green. It's hard to get it close. Wherever it goes, it goes, and you sort of figure it out from there. So, like, not exactly if you're a strategy enthusiast, like what you want to hear, because you just ripped That's it. That's what Bland Cooper wants. <laughs> Uh, so they asked them to think twice about, you know, do you want to keep coming to this event if it stays like this? They need to do something about it. There's a lot of guys that stay away this week to get ready for the players. Next week's such a big event with $20 million purse, the four majors, but it's very close to being with like that. And the day off tomorrow, forget about what's happened. You focus. He goes, I think it's a golf course setup issue and just make it less penal when you miss. Or even, you know, uh, he goes, I don't mind golf courses being penal when you miss, but it's not rewarding good shots. And I think that's where it starts to get across the line. And this led to like a ton of debate about setup off of Rom's comments at Amex, right? About a yeah. 28 under piece of shit putting contest. <clears throat> and this one, people got on us like you guys, you know, you want firmness, you want it hard. But like it was so boring. Like there was not like creativity, which we don't need to go into the specifics of it. Um, Rom, though. He goes, the golf course setup is what it is. I'd rather play at Bay Hill every single week of the year than a golf course that challenges you in no other way than putting. If it was up to me, we would see more of that Bay Hill setup every single week rather than a rough setup with no rough and having to shoot 25 under. The Valderrama setup. (laughs) Right. Rolfing was worried about the vent. Brandel says, like, players don't want to be told what to do. Like, this is people are up, like, freaking out about it, the scores and and how hard it was. You know, players don't want to be told what to do. Um, and yeah, that, that was the big kind of takeaway from the entire weekend. Um, <clears throat> what else happened? Matt Jones still on the PJ tour. Your guy missed his putt, uh, and just like chucks his putter into, I think it was, I can't remember 12 chucks his putter right in the middle of the, given the struggles, he ranked 120th. His strokes came putting had lost a whopping 3.582 strokes to the, the field at the time he just launches uh his putter into the middle of the lake had to play like the seven last seven holes without a putter um <coughs> danny chops on pga tour live accidentally calls burned Viesburger the burnt cheeseburger ah. because they call him the burnt cheeseburger and he's like wait wait well someone calls him the burnt cheeseburger um the tour disrespects arnold again by announcing feature groups as like the leaders are playing like the last few holes at Bay Hill. And we got feature groups for the players being rolled out, trying to steal some thunder from Arnie's event. <coughs> uh, Jin Yun Ko wins HSBC women's world championship. It was like, I think her Justin Ray, he like, this was when Jin Yun Ko was just, she had hit 121 out of 133 greens and reg played 91%, like just hitting every single green. Uh, she's 12 bogey-free rounds uh, and only three in the 70s, just absolutely on fire. Had like, I don't know, six wins in 10 events at this point. Um, the Puerto Rico Open, like the field list was out this week. I don't know if it was alternate this week. Like Skip Kendall was in there. He had made, we found one non-opposite field PGA start, tour start in 10 years. Had four t- web tour wins, never won on tour. Um, so the port Puerto Rico, but Ryan Brem wins Puerto Rico. It was like the feel good story of like golf. It was his last start on a major medical and he won by like six down in Puerto Rico <coughs> champions tour. I got to get this man. in. Um, oh shoot. I lost did the, my place. Uh, did Alker win? 
Start no, dominant uh, run? I think this was the dump in a box classic. Um, let me, I just lost my, my place here. A guy ran out of balls on the champions tour. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, um, WD or you, WD, no, he had to, right? he took the, uh, so this is Rick Garboski. Uh, he ran out of balls. He was making his PGA tour champions debut. This is a Hogue classic. So like orange County. He had to ask a playing partner to borrow a ball and then wound up having to join the group behind while waiting for someone from the locker room to bring him out more ammo. He got a two-stroke penalty for violating the one-ball rule, another penalty stroke for causing undue delay. Like, Kalkovacchia tweeted, like, who's this idiot? He goes, oh, I didn't think I'd lose. I was trying to keep weight down. And, uh, you know, I didn't think I'd lose that many balls. So, Rick Garboski. Uh, this is also the o- OWGR. <clears throat> First time ever, the top five was Scheffler. Top five are under 30. So it's Ron Morikawa, Cantley, Hovland, Scheffler. First time ever in the history of the OWGR. JT went to Duke for Coach K's last game. And we're just like, what is he a Duke fan? He's Alabama Duke. You know, we just like, was this a thirst move? Um, Bryson WDs from the players. And uh, <laughs> an old friend was awakened from his, his or her slumber. Use golf facts. It had been like three <laughs> months. We hadn't heard from used golf facts. And it, curiously, Antifaldo had just tweeted, you know, the great Antifaldo had tweeted, you know, um, it's been months since our last UGF storm. I can feel it in the winds. <laughs> he tweeted that. And then like within four days, used golf facts resurfaces after like <laughs> three months of silence. And it went crazy. Um it accused the PGA Tour of fudging shot link data to make Patrick Reed's driving distance look worse than it actually is. <laughs> with just full of like, I don't need to, full of uh, like typos. And, with the and PXG driver. Grammatical errors. Yeah. He says that the tour is fudging the shot link data. Um, so that they prop up their quote unquote boys with inflated stats. All the all caps misinform the public. It's been going on for years. Um, what else? So in addition to that, um, it said they've been covertly used golf facts, covertly funding, funneling money to Roger, Rory McIlroy and others. Roy has been getting paid by the tour off course millions over the last four years, maybe even more being chairman of the pack. It's supposed to be a reasonable amount. There's nothing reasonable about paying pack members millions in compensation. So lobbing that grenade uh, responded to Kyle Porter lashed out at him uh, when Porter was like, do you really, are you accusing them of sending money? Um, is getting, you know, from a nonprofit. He goes, who said anything about being off the books? You've been twisting headlines to make money off of players for years. Maybe Section 230 reform <laughs> will stop all of you. So, you know, getting into sort of internet law reform, uh, it also alleged, used golf facts, alleged the PIP was created <coughs> to publicly pay, uh, to publicly legitimize this like off the record money that they shouldn't be doing as a 501c6. So a lot of like serious allegations. Um, yeah, that was it mostly, you know, just fudging shot link data and paying guys under the table. But it was amazing that Antifaldo had called it. And that's your Bay Hill recap. All right. Should we go on to the players? Should we? All right, that does it for this Wednesday edition. We were going to do the players, we're, we're but we're cutting along. ourselves short. It's, it's midnight here. Uh, I've got a you flight can, in five hours, you know, in the future. But We're just, we're going slow and steady here. Thomas the train here. 
this Q1 is always like this. And then we speed up, you know, there's just less interesting stuff. So uh, we got a lot. We're in good spirits. Uh, We're out ahead of this. We got, we've got stuff December, that's ready to go in yeah, the can that we aren't using. Got a this lot on the players, you know, gold boy, everything coming back at the players. So <laughs> gold we'll boy's coming. <laughs> we'll have a fun time with the players. That'll be part four coming uh probably end of the end of this week 